0: Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford it for the win! Yes! Yes! And the Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana Festival. Smart takes the shot. And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is
1: the
2: hero.
3: When my time
2: on earth is gone, and my activities
3: here are past. I want they bury me upside down, and my critics can kiss
0: my Now here's your host, Matt Dannison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball.
3: And hello, welcome in Thursday edition of the show. Glad you're with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. A day closer to Indiana and Kansas on Saturday. Big, big challenge. I think everybody recognizes that. We'll preview that game a little bit more today. And a day closer to a Friday night I'm really looking forward to. Silver Creek at Jeffersonville. If you can't make it out to Johnson Arena, our pregame coverage will begin around 7:10 on Friday evening right here on the Big X. So a big weekend of basketball. Of course, Don Fisher of the IU Network have the call of IU Kansas on Saturday. A lot of people probably will be at holiday events or out and about shopping. So if you can't watch the IU game, you can keep up with the legendary Fisher uh, here on the Big X. But a lot of basketball ahead this week. And this weekend, just a wonderful time to take in hoops, that's for sure. And getting ready to get into some of the holiday basketball stuff, you know, especially with the high school stuff. There's a lot of tournaments and extra games when school is out. A lot of schools finishing up, I think, early next week is the plan for most of our local school districts. But uh, we are right up on the holidays as we inch into Christmas week here very soon. So uh, glad you're with us today. Let's look at the show lineup. A service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one, our Who's Your Headlines, a summary of the day's top IU in Southern Indiana Sports News. Uh, in our headlines today, we'll talk a little bit about U of L and Kenny Payne and the Cardinals loss last night to Arkansas State. Obviously, our focus is Indiana and the Big Ten Conference, but given our situation here in southern Indiana, it's hard to not wonder what in the world is going on at U of L. Just some crazy Situations and really some crazy results. And you wonder, will there be a press conference today or tomorrow or very soon to announce the end of the Kenny Payne time, <clears throat> excuse me, as the coach of the University of Louisville? You got to wonder, is it coming? Can he make it to the end of the season at this point? I know there's a lot of other shows out there that spend a lot more time on Louisville basketball and they sure know a lot more about the situation than we do. There's no question about that. But you got to wonder what's going on and where is this going for Kenny Payne. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, Other headlines today, we'll get into uh, the great George McGinnis has passed away. What a legendary basketball figure in our state, Mike Woodson. Uh, who knew him well, has already made a statement. And uh, just amazing to look back at his career and accomplishments and what he meant to the game of basketball here in Indiana. So we'll talk about uh, the great George McGinnis here in just a few minutes as well. Later today, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. He's always with us Thursdays, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. We'll take a dive into IU and Kansas and look at the number two ranked Jayhawks and the big challenge that they pose for this Indiana team when they come to town on Saturday. Also, later in the hour, uh, we will talk with Matt Weaver of Pigs.com, the football writer for Pigs.com. There's a lot of stuff related to recruiting and new coaches and just things we need to get caught up on when it comes to Kurt Signetti, the new IU football coach. So Matt is going to be with us for a... Off-season chat on IU football coming up here in just a little bit later in the hour. That's the lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Try Honey Baked Ham today for great lunches. Uh, They've got wonderful sandwiches and salads, soups also that are made fresh daily. They'll surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad That you did. Thornton's text line is open 502 414 1450. Again, 502 414 1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32 ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text. What do you think about the Kenny Payne situation? Um, Golly, what do you think about IU and Kansas coming up on Saturday? What's your high school game of the week uh, this weekend? We pick Silver Creek and Jeffersonville, but a lot of people maybe go with Floyd and Providence this weekend. I just think Providence will be too much for Floyd Central to handle. Silver Creek at 6-0, oh, the Red Devils with a lot of talent. i got to believe that will be the better game of the two, but you never know. I'd be curious your thoughts. 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. Let's get into... Our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. Uh, George McGinnis, obviously a legendary basketball figure, a Hall of Famer from our state, uh, one of many with Indiana connections in the Indiana basketball, uh, or excuse me, in the National Basketball Hall of Fame. But George McGinnis, an Indiana Mr. Basketball, an IU All-American, two times he was an ABA champion. Three times he was an ABA All-Star, three more times he was an NBA All-Star, and of course a Hall of Fame member as well, both in Indiana and in the National Hall of Fame. Just a a real legendary figure in our state, absolutely no question about that. Uh, Coach Woodson, one of many basketball figures. Uh, with a statement today on the passing of George McGinnis at 73 years old. Coach Woodson said, I love George McGinnis. He meant so much not only to IU and the state of Indiana, but the entire basketball world. I looked up to George growing up in Indianapolis. He meant so much to me as a player and, more importantly, as a man. George was a Hall of Famer on and off the court, and I'm going to miss him so much. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the McGinnis family, his friends, his teammates. Rest easy. Big Mac. One year of varsity basketball at IU for McGinnis. He led the conference in scoring 29.9 points per game and rebounds 14.7 rebounds per game and was the first sophomore in league history to lead the Big Ten in both of those mentioned categories. He was named to the Associated Press All-America third team and added to the all-big-team team all Big Ten first team before bypassing his final two seasons of eligibility as a hardship case. He was inducted into the IU Athletics Hall of Fame on September 22nd of this year, September 22nd of 2023. Uh, ABA uh, player, obviously, for the hometown Pacers. For the first four seasons of his career, McGinnis led the ABA in scoring in the 74-75 season with 29.8-point average per game and 14.3 rebounds uh, average there for his first four seasons. Of course, he and Julius Irving were named ABA co-MVPs in that 74-75 season. During his four-year stint in the ABA two titles with the Pacers. He was named the 1973 ABA Playoffs Most Valuable Player, three All-Star selections, three All-ABA selections, and was selected to the ABA All-Rookie Team First Team. And then in 1997, he was selected to the ABA All-Time Team. Uh, He went uh, on for the next seven years of his professional career Uh, to the NBA, where he played with the 76ers, the Nuggets, and then back again with the Indiana Pacers. He was an All-Star three times, named to the All-NBA First Team in 1976, voted to the All-NBA Second Team in 1977. He compiled 17,009 points. That's an average over his career of 20.2 points per game. He collected 9,233 rebounds and an average of right on the nose 11 rebounds rebounds per game in 11 years of pro basketball. He was inducted into the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame in 2017, the seventh person with IU basketball connections to be inducted along with Bobby Leonard, Isaiah Thomas, Everett Dean, of course, the late Bob Knight. Branch McCracken, Walt Bellamy as well, those IU connections. So I think uh, George McGinnis, I I followed him on social media on Twitter, and I don't know if it was him or someone that ran the account for him, but I think his last tweet, uh, I was looking that up this morning was a visit to Assembly Hall where there were some photos of him with Coach Woodson. In fact, I think in a couple of the photos, Coach Woodson was you know, pushing him around in his wheelchair, giving him a tour of what Assembly Hall and the practice facilities look like in this new day, day and age. Uh, so that was neat to see, but obviously just a legendary basketball figure in our state who meant so much to Indiana. High school basketball as well in our state, and then obviously at the professional level, uh, he got it done. He did just a little bit of everything when it came to his years in the ABA uh, and the NBA. So I want to pay tribute to him today. Just a great name when it comes to basketball uh, in our state. There is absolutely no question about that. Uh, On a less uh, positive note, what's going on at UofL? They lost last night by, I think, 12 points to Arkansas State at home. Kenny Payne, uh, can this uh, situation continue Uh, I thought maybe this morning we would be met with a press conference or at least an announcement that Kenny Payne would no longer be the Louisville coach. I think a lot of people expect that this season will be the end of him, and that's kind of been the thought really since things tipped off and went downhill again this season. But with how things are unraveling and really spiraling out of control as far as losses, attendance, I saw a picture of the Yum Center right at tip-off last night for that Arkansas State game. And I know it's Arkansas State. I know it's entering the holiday period. But, I mean, Louisville basketball fans, it doesn't have the feel of Assembly Hall to be, but it's a great place to watch a game, the Yum Center. Uh, And nobody there, I mean, nobody at the game last night. So... I don't know how they can continue to bleed that way as far as attendance and fan interest. And I think at some point, if you know that he's not going to be your guy next year, even though you probably can't replace him permanently right now, you signal to the fans that a change is coming, a change is being made. And that way it gives you a jump when it does come to interviewing guys and putting out feelers because the way things work in basketball hiring nowadays with search firms and all the agents and other people that get involved, uh, it Louisville, honestly, even in the middle of this season can get a real read on, uh, especially people that are current coaches, they can get a real read on who is interested and who will talk to them uh, in more seriousness, maybe nearer at the end of their own respective season. So, I gotta believe that Kenny Payne is done at Louisville. Again, I'm I'm no insider there. I'm just just going off of what I see, what I hear, what I read. But uh, a lot of people calling for it to be the end of his time at Louisville. Maybe you give young Nolan Smith an opportunity, who seems to be a pretty popular figure. Uh, when it comes to that staff and with players and maybe for the future, I don't know. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens because Louisville you know, still has a lot of tough games ahead, a lot of ACC games ahead, and they're struggling to beat a one-win DePaul team. They didn't beat them. They lost to them in a bad fashion. Lost to a very mediocre, dismal, really, Arkansas State team uh, last night at home. So you have to wonder when this guinea pain experiment will come to an end another crazy situation over at U L, and i really don't know a whole bunch about what's going on with the specifics of it but they have a player karan davis and he was off the t- or i guess maybe suspended or there had been rumors of a flare up there in practice with him and in, in kp and then he showed up in the stands uh, a few games ago, and he was there again last night. There was a statement yesterday from him on social media that he finished the semester, was proud of himself with his grades, was excited about being part of things at Louisville. And then an hour later, there was a statement from L that he was going to play college basketball somewhere else. He had opted to transfer. Then he shows up in the stands last night again for the game, just very, very crazy uh, as as far as what's going on there. And, again, I know it's a sideshow nowadays with uh, the way certain things play out, but definitely not a good look for Louisville basketball. And you do wonder what will happen with the future of Kenny Payne. Will he limp through the season, and will there be a change made there, or do you think that um, this will be it for him? He could immediately be done this week. Will be interesting to see. And, of course, Louisville and Kentucky coming up, which has – a college basketball fan and someone that really appreciates Rivalry games—it's um, one of the great games of the season to watch, or if you get the opportunity, a rare thing to get a ticket to that game. But this year, I mean, it's—it's going to be embarrassing. Kentucky fans are going to come into the Yum Center and take over Louisville's home court. Uh, Louisville, unless some kind of miracle happens, is not going to be competitive all against a Kentucky team, even a Kentucky team that's had some slip-ups this season as well. Uh, they've had some good moments, but some slip-ups also. So. Just what a crazy deal with Louisville. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle it. Uh, It's amazing all that Louisville basketball has been through, the negatives both on and off the court that really started to unfold ever since they won their last national championship was a huge deal and a a wonderful team and a special season. I can remember going to the Final Four that year, uh, how fun it was to see that team come together and win some of those big games. But everything since then, whether it's been with Patino, who I love as a coach, or has it been off-the-court things, or coaching changes, or scandals, Uh, you name it, it has happened to that program, and they are getting to a point that I think if you're a Louisville fan or a booster, concerning to see how and how long it's going to take for them to bounce back from something like this. So we will be really interesting to see what happens with Kenny Payne, and if Indiana, whether if Louisville, chooses to keep Kenny Payne as they move into the future, even of this season, over the next couple weeks as well. A lot of visitors on campus this week for the Indiana-Kansas game. One of those guys is a class of 2025 five-star. His name is Bryson Tiller. Uh, he is going to be in attendance. Also, another guard, uh, Joson Sanan. I believe is how you say his name. Maybe it's Sanon. He is going to be at the uh, IU-Kansas game. And he is an interesting uh, prospect because I think there's some reports out there that he currently could uh, reclassify to the 2024 class and become someone who, whatever college he commits to, uh, is there as a freshman next season as uh, instead of a year from now. So uh, he could be even of more importance as really the options in 2024 as everybody waits to see what Derek Queen does kind of becoming limited. I know there's always late changes and coaching changes and decommitments and uh, transfer portal and things that could happen that are so different these days. But A big weekend for recruiting and also a big weekend for IU football recruiting this weekend with the Kansas game. That's a wonderful backdrop for the new coaching staff to bring in a whole new crew of guys to check out the campus as they start to put the roster together for next season. Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. A couple texts on the text line. Texter says, Matt, do you think it's possible that Indiana can keep the game within 20 points of Kansas. Um, I do. I think it's possible Indiana also gets their doors blown off, but it's at home. The crowd is going to be crazy. It's Assembly Hall. We know the benefit that the fans and the students, and I know the students may be out already at that point for Christmas, but it's going to be a crazy environment. Tickets are going for a lot of money. Uh, People are going to be pumped up. Uh, It's a stripe-out game for whatever that's worth. Uh, I think Indiana can. Yes, I can. I, I Can I see it going the other way? Absolutely. But if I'm a betting person, I think it's within 20 points. Um, I guess it's kind of sad to talk about whether you think the team will be competitive in the game or not. You would like to think you'd be talking about, can this Indiana team maybe find a way to win on their home court with this great crowd and this great build-up to this huge non-conference game on Saturday. But yeah, I think it could be within 20 points. Also... Um, Texter says, Matt, you mentioned not knowing much about Aiden Head from Henryville on yesterday's show. He's got to be the most underrated player. In Clark and Floyd County. I suppose it's because of being at Henryville, but he deserves a lot more attention than what he's getting. Um, I don't know a lot about him. Um, I do know a lot about Coach Hill and the Henryville program, and I think Coach Hill does a fantastic job. He's had uh, some solid, solid teams over the years, and he works really, really hard at it. But for whatever reason, with all the leagues and travel ball and all the things that I do or am involved with in the area, I just haven't seen much of him. But but he definitely has caught my attention and other people's attention with some of the point totals that he has put up so far this season for Henryville, uh, becoming a real player to watch in the area, that's for sure. And Henryville, off to just a mediocre start. They're 2-3 and on the season. They've had some tough games so far, and they've got some additional tough games coming up as well. I think they've got Lanesville coming up on Friday night. That will be interesting and should be an opportunity for Henryville to get a win. But after that, it's tough basketball because uh, Henryville heads to Bar Reeve to play in the D.C. Metals Vikings Classic. So, uh, Head and Henryville will get some real good competition, and I'm sure a lot of teams will be keying their defense on him uh, in that tournament. That is absolutely for sure, but thank you for the text. Uh, Definitely a guy that plan to see this season and plan to keep an eye on moving forward. That's That's our headlines for this Thursday edition of the show. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Send us a question or comment. We've got Alex Bozich coming up next. We'll talk IU Kansas. We'll get into other IU basketball topics. We'll remember the great George McGinnis as well, so stay with us for that. You're listening to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Thursday show. Alex Bozich inside the hall with us Thursdays as we talk IU basketball presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Don't forget... Classic furniture with locations, the two in downtown New Albany that have been there for many, many years, and the newest location for Todd and his crew uh, on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. So be sure and check them out. Uh, Alex Bozich with us. Alex, uh, a lot of memories today, including a statement for Mike Woodson and other key figures on the great George McGinnis. And obviously, I think he was a little before our time getting to see him suit up in an IU uniform or uh, for his pro basketball career but a household name even for us in indiana prep and college basketball and uh, just a huge basketball figure from our state and sad to learn of his uh, recent health conditions and obviously ultimate passing here earlier today
2: yeah very uh a very sad day obviously you know matt when you when you ask people who are historians of indiana high school basketball India, even historians of IU basketball, who, who some of the greatest players to ever play in the state of Indiana high school-wise uh, or at, at IU, uh, the name George McGinnis always comes up. He was truly a um, a legend. Uh, not only high school basketball, he played that one season in Indiana where he put up incredible numbers, and then he, what he went on to do in the ABA and the NBA, it's, it's why he's in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. He's not just in the IU Athletics Hall of Fame or the Indiana um, High School Basketball Hall of Fame. He's in the Naismith Hall of Fame. That is reserved for, for the best of the best, and and that's exactly what George McGinnis was. Um, you know, I've talked to my dad about him because he's somebody that they get a chance to see him play, and you just, you know, the words dominance come coming out a lot, and, and just how special of a player he was, and obviously uh, a sad day for for his friends and family, condolences out to them, um, and, you know, just sounded, you know, I never had a chance to meet or interact with him, sounded like a, a great man who, who did a lot of great things, and, and obviously uh, just, a, just a sad day, but also a day to kind of remember uh, a person that seemed to be uh, one of the, the most talented players to ever come out of the state, and also uh, a special person off the floor as well.
3: Alex Bozic inside the hall, getting us started with some thoughts on George McGinnis. Before we get into IU Kansas, I know a lot of people want to hear about that game, obviously Uh, the Louisville situation with Kenny Payne. Does he make it today or to another game as the head coach of the university of Louisville? Uh, Wow. It's been a crazy ride for him here in this first season. And I guess season and a half or even less than that. Yeah, Matt, it's, uh, it's
2: a tough deal. Um, you know, I remember when Kenny Payne got hired and you asked me about it, and I, I really thought he would have a chance to, to do some good things at, at Louisville and um, it just hasn't worked out in, in, in many, many ways. Uh, I think a lot of it uh, has to do with just the fact that it's a big job for somebody that's never been a head coach to jump into, uh, hasn't really gotten the talent or the players needed. Uh, and then, obviously, this year I think it was important for him to be able to show some progress, and obviously that hasn't happened. Uh, they did have a couple games early in the season where they played well, you know, Texas and Indiana, and you thought maybe they're going to turn a corner. Maybe they can you know, get the double-figure win, show some progress. But, obviously, I think the Paul loss was uh, very disappointing, and then to lose like they did last night at Arkansas State. You know, I have no insight as to what uh, – the ultimate uh, path here is uh, in terms of what's going to happen, but, but I, I don't see any way that Louisville can go uh, much longer uh, with the situation. I mean, you look ahead to that, that game, I think it's one week from tonight, Kentucky comes to, to town to, to play Louisville. Um, I see no way that's not going to be a home game for Kentucky because Louisville fans don't really show up anymore. It's going to be packed in blue and it's going to be probably a, a major beat down. And so, Louisville basketball, obviously it's great for this area when in Indiana, Louisville and Kentucky are all headed in the right direction. And obviously that program is not headed in the right direction right now. So there's no doubt in my mind that they need to to make a change and try something different. And uh, I I guess it's kind of just semantics as to when it happens and whether they can figure out who's going to take over for the rest of the season. Do you let the season play out? Obviously I think when a situation like this happens and, You know you're going to make a change. Sometimes it's better to get out in front of it and have your job open as soon as possible so you can start vetting candidates and start looking to see who might be interested uh, rather than waiting. Obviously, you can do a lot of that behind the scenes. But if you know you're going to make a change uh, in many ways, there's no reason to wait. So we'll see what happens. But obviously, you know, Kenny Payne seems like a great, great guy. Obviously, did a lot of things at Kentucky. That were excellent in terms of recruiting and coaching. Their big guys helped send a lot of players to the NBA. I obviously, had a short sit in the NBA, and I, and I was excited to come back and, and coach here, but it just hasn't worked out. And you know, a program like Louisville with the resources, the tradition, the fan base, uh, there's no way they can just sit and say that this is okay. So something's going to have to happen sooner rather than later.
3: Alex Bozich inside the hall, uh, along the lines of Louisville. Here's a text I want to share from the Thornton's text line. It's crazy how close all these teams really are. Speaking of Louisville and the losses, Indiana has not lost, but there have been a handful of games. They should have, I guess, saying win and as a blowout and barely squeezed out the win. We could easily have been in Louisville's position. Speaking of Indiana, I, I guess I get what the text are saying, but I don't feel like right now there's any comparison between the Indiana and Louisville basketball programs as far as stability and uh, things happening on and off the court.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's so much that they've lost um, some of these games. It's, it's the way that they lose. Uh, it's a pattern of just uh, – I think there's a lot of issues in terms of just preparation and how they look coming coming out flat for games. It's been a pattern, but yeah, no real comparison. And you know, obviously, I I understand too kind of what the person's trying to say. Like there's a small margin for error, I and mean, we just saw last night. And this is totally unrelated to the situation, but you know, recently Northwestern beats Purdue at home, knocks them off, and then they they turn around and lose a game to Chicago State, which could never happen. So anything can happen on a given night in college basketball uh it would be different if louisville had done something like one you know been a 500 team last year or was trending that direction then you could maybe say all right it's progress but it's slow but the fact that they only won four games last year and they're trending in the direction this year where they may not win much more than that it's it's more than just losing close games and having some tough breaks it's it's just a pattern of, of not being at the level, uh, the expectation of, of what where they should be. And, and quite frankly, I mean, if Kenny Payne uh, thinks that th- these level of results is acceptable and that it, you know his job shouldn't be in jeopardy, then I, I don't think he would be looking at it honestly because there's just no way you can look at what Louisville basketball has done over you know Matt growing up in this. This area, you know, I watched a lot of Louisville basketball with Denny Cromera. I watched a lot under Patino. And they would have their years where they were, you know, struggle at times, but consistently a, a really top top 10 program uh, in the country. And, and that's a far cry from what they are right now. So uh, there's there's no comparison really where, where Indiana is right now. global totally different um, levels. And, and I, I just... I just don't see how, you know you know, I watched some of the games and there there's there's nobody at the game. I mean that's that that to me says, you know, even um when things got bad under Cream the first couple of years, you could see what they were building towards. You know, Cody Zeller comes in, Ola Depot, you have something to look forward to. Even in the Archie years late, they weren't they didn't have um you know, only a couple thousand people showing up for games, people still showed up and supported the program, and Louisville, it wasn't that long ago where it was hard to get a ticket when a big-name opponent came to the Yum Center. Now you can sit wherever you want for, you know, no money, so the the fan base is completely checked out on the program in terms of the product on the court, and that's to me the biggest sign that you have to do something, because at some point you start losing fans for the long haul if you let this go on and say it's acceptable, and, and it's just it's 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 clearly not. Yeah,
3: do something about it. Alex Bozic inside the hall, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Another good text on the text line. Alex, why do you think we didn't get another experienced guard? out of the portal before the season started. Do you think they did know the extent of Newton's injury, couldn't find a player who would fit? I believe Indiana did have an open scholarship, correct. Gun, Cups, Newton, not much experience there. Your thoughts on the guard situation and Texter's questions?
2: That's a good question. Um, I don't think they – I don't think they didn't try. I mean, they tried for Nick Timberlake, who's now at Kansas and struggling. They tried for Dalton Connect. Um, there's some other guys I think they tried. But they, they never got to the stage of where they're getting somebody on campus to visit. I mean, I think in terms of when you look at this roster, you know, some people will say, well, how, who could have seen coming uh, Ja'Kai Newton being injured and Jalen Hitchfino you know, going pro when they signed the – the kids for the 2023 20, uh, class back in the fall of uh, tw- you know 22 and while that, d- that argument does hold some merit I you know I think by what January or February uh, of this year when Shafino's freshman season he had a pretty good idea that he was going to go pro I mean he was already high up on draft boards and there was a pretty good consensus that if he went, he was going to be a first round pick. So at that point you have to, all right, we got somebody we got to replace here. Also, Ja'Kai Newton didn't really play at all last year in the high school season. He played a couple games, but he was an injury risk and they knew that coming in. So I think the biggest kind of issue that people have right now with this team and the coaching staff is, you know, it's one thing to try to get somebody, but they had to, do better in terms of putting together a roster in terms of, of guards because you were putting everything on Xavier Johnson and Trey Galloway. And Trey Galloway, in many ways, I think is better suited as a guy coming off the bench and kind of an energy guy off the bench. And Xavier and Johnson, obviously, coming off an injury, you couldn't foresee what, what he was going to be so far this year. But the depth behind that is what's most concerning because CJ Gunn is unproven. Um, Anthony Leal is a guy who's really not played all that much. And Gabe Cups is a freshman coming in. I I don't know what you could realistically expect out of him. I mean, they've got essentially two roster spots open. When you look at Newton, hasn't played at all, and then there's a free scholarship. They had to get a guy or two to put in there that had some experience at the guard position that could bring some shooting. They simply didn't do it, and I think if the season kind of goes on as many are projecting, like right now you look at the computer rankings, they're really not in an area where you would see teams generally be an at-large team for the NCAA tournament. Not saying they couldn't turn it around, but I think you're going to look back on the season and say um, not getting a, another guard or two really was the ultimate downfall. If, if this team can't figure it out, start playing better um, consistently because really the, the, the two best teams they played this year, Auburn and, and UConn, they've been completely outclassed by those teams, and it doesn't really give you a lot of confidence that when they go up against a team like Kansas on Saturday or Purdue, uh, Ohio State, Illinois coming up, that they're going to be able to compete when they can't get within 20 points of UConn and get beat by 28 by Auburn.
3: Alex Bozich inside the hall. Got to dig into Kansas, get your thoughts on the matchup. Obviously, Mm -hmm. number two Kansas coming to town on Saturday playing good basketball. In some ways, Alex, based on what we've seen from Indiana, it seems like an overwhelming matchup. Uh, Kind of break this one down for us. Uh, What are some of the key potential matchups to look for in this game? And how does Indiana attack this thing to keep it reasonable, to keep it close, to be competitive in front of a hyped-up crowd that's going to be doing all they can to help the Hoosiers?
2: Well, I mean, obviously the atmosphere is going to be – uh, special. We, we, we've seen that consistently for a long period of time when they have these type of games it, in assembly hall anything can happen. Um, There's been countless examples of talent, less talented Indiana teams going up against more talented teams and hanging with them, maybe not winning or playing off upsets. So it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. That said, um, Kansas has good guard play. They obviously have an elite player in the post with Hunter Dickinson. They've got good role players uh, like DeWan Harris and K.J. Adams. They're not particularly deep, but they have, in my mind, the best coach right now in college basketball and Bill Self. Um, he's won at a high level. Uh, his teams are always in the mix year in, year out, and they're going to be prepared. It's obviously Kansas' first true row game of the season, so we'll see. They do have a freshman that starts, Marco Jackson. As I mentioned, they're not particularly deep, so – Fouls could be an issue if anyone was able to get them into foul trouble, but you just look at some of the things they do offensively. I mean, they have the highest percentage of field goals assisted of any team in the country. I think it's like 73% of their field goals are uh, assisted, so that tells me that they run good stuff. They, they um, kind of know their system and run it efficiently. And their post-up offense with, with Hunter Dickinson is highly efficient. Um, We'll see how Khalil Ware and Peyton Sparks and Malik Renew are able to kind of match up with Dickinson. But as we know from watching him against Indiana the past three seasons, uh, he's had some big games against Indiana. He can step out and hit threes. He's a guy that plays with a ton of energy. He's, I think he's a guy that you like him if he's on your team, but if he's on the opposition, he's one of the maybe the, the most annoying guys in college basketball with some of the stuff he does on the court. But, there's no disputing that he's productive. I think he's averaging something like 19 and 12 a game. But really what, what makes Kansas um, a tough matchup in my eyes is just kind of some of the, the secondary piece. I mean, Kevin McCuller in no way is a secondary piece. He's averaging 19 a game. He's a great player. But K.J. Adams and Dewan Harris, to me, are um, just really what sets Kansas apart. Both play their roles uh, well. Harris averaging near seven assists a game, uh, runs the team plays great defense, and K.J. Adams is an undersized guy at the four position, but he does all the little things that really helps you, helps you win. So Kansas is, they're obviously beatable. I mean, Marquette already beat them this year on a neutral court out in uh, Hawaii at the Valley Invitational. But they're, to me, a pretty safe bet for a deep run right in March. They've got all the ingredients of a team that can be successful. They don't take a lot of threes, but they make a high percentage don't turn the ball over a ton. Um, they're just they're just a solid team, and I and I think with the experience that they have and um, with Bill Self, I don't necessarily think they're going to get all that rattled coming into Assembly Hall. So it's going to be a tough matchup. Indiana. Not saying they can't win, but they're going to have to play uh, their A plus game to to pull off the upset.
3: Alex Bozic inside the hall presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex, thank you for the chat. Uh, always great to catch up, and we'll do it next week.
2: Absolutely, Matt.
3: Thank you. All right. I want to get to another text. This is a good one on the Thornton's text line. George McGinnis was in my class at IU. He lived a few rooms down the hall from me in McNutt Quad. He often asked to read my courier journal to read the write-up about himself from the previous night's game. I tried to convince him to not go pro after his sophomore year until I learned how badly his mother and family needed the money. I wish he could have played for Coach Knight, but it wasn't meant to be. He was the most athletic player the state of Indiana has produced. Rest in peace, George. Great text. Thanks for sharing that memory on the Thornton's text line, obviously. Lots of uh, thoughts and prayers to the McGinnis family and uh, remembering a great player at IU, a great player in professional basketball. And uh, he's one that you're glad he was a Hoosier, glad he was a high school basketball standout uh, in our state for sure. We'll head to a commercial break. uh, And when we come back, Matt Weaver, Pigs.com is with us. We need to catch up on IU football. From a recruiting perspective, uh, also from an assistant coaching perspective, who are some of the new guys coming in now that the coaching staff is officially been set by Coach Signetti? A couple other texts I want to get to real quick. Texture says, Can we make the tournament shooting the number of threes we are uh, shooting currently? I think that's possible, but obviously making more, regardless how many you shoot, uh, will help the cause when it comes to success in the Big Ten and potentially the NCAA tournament as well. Also a text on Tom Crean rumor that Tom Crean visiting U of L today. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know that I would buy that. You never know. Uh, there are so many rumors out there though, especially when coaching searches open or begin, Uh, and you never know what's going to happen with Kenny Payne. There's been no word, I I don't see anything yet, of a press conference or anything like that, but you would think maybe something could happen there. Uh, But Tom Crean is available, and he does a doggone good job on television with the studio analyst role when it's with Big Ten or Peacock or whatever he's been on this year so he is available and I'm sure he wants to coach again and I'm sure he will coach again but uh, I haven't heard anything about the Louisville thing but who knows in this crazy world we're in we'll head to a break Matt Weaver IU football next this
0: is the Hoosier
3: Report with Matt Dennison All right, we're back on this Thursday program. Uh, I ran over, so we've got short time with Matt Weaver, football writer for Peaks.com. Matt, I'm going to try to handle this in a rapid-fire type of situation so we can get a, a number of answers from you. But first, to the Thornton's text line, Texter says, do you guys think Taven Jackson has a chance to be the starting quarterback for the upcoming season, or do you think they will find a proven quarterback in the portal with more experience?
1: Well, I think they will they will bring in a <clears throat> bring in a portal quarterback, but you know I think Taven Jackson will have a shot to win the job. I mean, this is a wide open roster right now. These coaches, you know, don't really know any of these players, you know, except for maybe the guys that bring, they recruited James Madison. But um, you know, I think I think all jobs are open. I mean, you're three and nine, and you got a new staff. I think anybody can win the job, and I think Taven will have a shot to win it, even if they bring in a, a veteran portal quarterback
3: com. I know there's a lot of excitement about IU Kansas basketball how big of an opportunity is that platform that crowd that environment for the new coach his staff and recruits they might bring in
1: well I think it's always good I mean you know the, a, a, a really good basketball atmosphere at assembly Hall is second to none and um, obviously the one tomorrow should be I'm sorry the one on Saturday should be uh, should be fantastic you know with Kansas coming in and, and it obviously is a huge game and and two traditional powers, so I, I don't think I don't think that can ever hurt you, even if it's not a you know maybe a, a really high quality opponent. Just going to Assembly Hall and seeing the game in an iconic arena like that, I think is always good.
3: Matt Weaverpeaks.com, our guest, new coaching staff, I believe now officially in place, uh, full staff ready to go. You know college football, you know a lot of these guys and Coach Signetti's connections from previous jobs. Give us a rating on uh, what you think and where Coach Signetti has done well with some of these new assistants.
1: Well, I think it was interesting, you know, for the most part, he brought his entire offensive staff with him. So, you know, Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, the OC and receivers coach, Tino Sinceri, the QB coach, who's now co-OC, um, Grant Kane, who's a special teams coordinator and tight ends coach, and then uh, John Miller, the running backs coach. The only one is Bob Bostad, who who he kept from the previous staff, and then defensively Brian Haynes, the D the D coordinator, um, and Pat Kuntz, um, the, the who was the D line coach, at James Madison's now D tackles. they are the only two guys, and he brought in three new guys and Buda Williams for D ends and um, Rod Ojean for corners and um, uh, Ola Adams for safety defensive backs. So it looks like a strong staff. I mean they're 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 younger guys. Uh, but they've had success, you know, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Those guys have coached some really good teams and really good players, and and uh, you know I have heard really good things about Tino Cinseri uh, as a guy who's a real rising star in college football. So and Kirk Signetti is the guy that drives it all. So I mean they're all going to follow his lead, and he he obviously knows what he's
3: doing mattweaverpigs.com uh biggest need for iu next year as things stand with graduations departures uh, and where things stand with recruiting and the transfer portal what's the biggest need uh, for coach sig to work on
1: well i mean you know you, there's you obviously a lot of guys in the portal so there's there's a there's a number of needs i mean i think offensively you still got to get some more. you know they got carter smith back which was huge but you still got to kind of reinforce the old line probably another some more skilled guys. And then I think you do need to bring in an older quarterback. You know, like I said, I think Taven Jackson could win the job. but right? You only have three quarterbacks, and two of them have never played a snap, and Taven's not played a ton. Then defensively, linebacker needs to really be reinforced, you know, some more D linemen. Um, and really all three levels, you probably need some more DBs too, I, although that position's not as much of a, fa- a, a weakness or a need as maybe the other ones. But, you know, you, you kind of – you know, they need stuff all around. It's not a – you know – uh, huge holes, but there are some positions where depth is, is lacking.
3: All right, Matt com. Matt, always great to catch up. We'll catch up with you soon.
1: Thanks, guys. Take care.
3: All right, uh, that wraps things up for our Thursday show. We'll be back Friday at 11. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.